0: Last Sunday for Mother's Day, Mary Promota, our director of pastoral activities, spoke of three of the four masses last weekend, and you can catch her talk on our YouTube channel. And she spoke about our prison outreach ministry called Get on the Bus. And what that involves is is parishioners giving their time to interview the inmates' family throughout the state, see if they can follow through and be able to meet the requirements to on Mother's Day weekend, to go by bus to the Perryville Prison, the women's uh, prison there, and to have families visit with their mothers. It's a long process, but thanks to many parishioners and our youth that were involved in making cards and other parish organizations that helped make that a successful day, Mary kind of shared with us a number of stories that you can listen to if you wish. But one that really touched my heart was one that when Get on the Bus appeared there a couple of Fridays ago, the unit San Carlos of 1,500 inmates, one of many units at Perryville, had to have what's called lockdown. Lockdown is when the women are asked to go to their cells immediately if there's a safety issue, the numbers didn't come up right, or whatever's going on. And anyone who's been there will tell you it takes about 10 to 15 minutes to get 1,500 women into their cells for lockdown. The head, the supervisor there, told Mary Promoda that when they were on lockdown to prepare for the families to come to San Carlos, they called for a lockdown, and it only took the women 15 seconds to be in lockdown. That's amazing. Here's the thing that women in orange jumpsuits, those in prison, those who've done some things in life they're ashamed of or not proud of, can teach us that even though they did not personally benefit from that day, their family, their children, were not visiting them personally. And they got personally nothing out of it in the sense of a thing they would desire They did it for other women so that they could have a good experience with their children. Isn't that amazing that prisoners, and I've done many masses over there prior to COVID, and it's amazing to know that goodness, that good hearts still exist even though we sometimes look down upon them or really don't treat them in good situations there. They can teach us that spirituality needs to be thinking of others, not just what benefits us. That's the theme of the ascension. Ascension is about a mission, being called forth, not alone, but with a mission of the Spirit to serve other people. Our first reading from the Acts of the Apostles deals with Jesus' life, who eventually, because of his actions, destroys sin and death. That you and I are not defined by our sins. Even if other people define us, we are freed from that because of the forgiveness of God. But that at the time of our death, we do not need to be afraid. That there is resurrection and we're invited to participate with that. That's the most powerful thing on earth. All will die here, but all do not have to be afraid. Because that's why we honor Jesus, and he takes his place on the throne, that he has direction of our death to lead us to eternal life. And so when he is sent up, that's the most beautiful thing that we see there, men, the disciples are there, because he told them to go, and yet they look up going, duh. They just stand there and looking up, and I love when the angel chides them and says, hey! Guys, go! Get out of here. Quit looking up. The work is out there. Put into action what you've been told. And again, it isn't just for our own individualistic spirituality, our own personal salvation. It's for others. We see that in Matthew's gospel today. Go and baptize all nations in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Again, the mission that we are all sent out to proclaim what Christ has commanded and taught. But sometimes we religious people make it really insignificant. Baptism is usually pouring water on someone, believing this set of rules and doctrine, and then good luck, you're on your own. How many times people get baptized and then never come back for a long time? See, baptism is called to be lived. Just like graduation. A lot of you are going to graduation at this time of year. And you know what? It just doesn't end there. Even if someone graduating and says, I'm never touching a book as long as I live. I'm never studying. huh?" Or, you know what? Uh, you know what? That's, I got a master's degree. No one can tell me what to believe anymore. I'm smart. Whatever that is, you still have to continue on. Graduation doesn't stop our lives. But neither should baptism. Baptism is called to be lived and growing, but also serving other people. And so what Ascension reminds us, and the ladies of San Carlos Unit in Perryville in prison remind all of us that the danger of spirituality, it can become so focused on us that it's really dangerous and not life-giving. How many times we do things spiritually just for us? you know what, I really don't get anything out of this spiritual act. I'm pretty bored. You know what, I don't find it worth my time to do things for other people in a religious or faith-filled way. I find other activities more life-giving than this. People are making decisions all the time, but yet they have a spirituality that's all about them. And Catholics are just as bad as anyone else. Because today we all judge mass. You know what? I found the homily boring and too long. The music really stunk. None of my favorites. It was too cold, too hot. Nobody said hi to me. Oh, this is boring. Be glad when it's over. It's always about us, what we get out of it. And yet, many of you are clueless, absolutely clueless of the good that you do in the pews. As your pastor for 28 years, I know some of the stories that are going on right now. And I know just because they have told me about you, maybe you sang and clapped, maybe you prayed, maybe you let them go first in line, you were kind in the parking lot, you got them a donut, huh? you said, Peace be with you, you gave them a smile, you made a difference. But you are all clueless. Because you have no clue because you always think it's about you and what you get out of us. Right now, someone is about getting medical news that they will die soon. I know that. And you have touched people in the past and you have no idea how much of a difference you made. People in the past have gone through divorce and they are in such pain. You know, I know some people who are struggling with possibly taking their own life. And just because the little acts of you showing up, of you saying it's not about me, it's about others, you've made a difference. That's where real conversion can happen to our Catholic church. Everybody gives me things about how to get more people in the pew. We're not doing it right. All we have to do is remind people to believe that it's not about you. The word liturgy from Greek means the people's work. But if we keep judging Mass by what we get out of it, whether it's worth our time compared to going to tournaments, going to functions, and going shopping, or going golfing, then what are we doing? We are clueless. And so I just invite you to think about that. How's Mass going for you? What are you going to say when you leave? God, it was boring. God, the people there are strange. The music was too loud. It's not to my liking. I don't like the shape of the community here. I don't know why they don't have more statues. All those things only speak of themselves. And that's dead spirituality. You are more capable of that. And so I want you to know the women of San Carlos, because I was their pastor for a while too. I said many masses there and talked to the ladies. And I would tell you they're teaching us right now it's not all about you. Two Fridays ago, 15 seconds, 1,500 women, many of them had no personal benefit from get on the bus And yet they thought about the other inmates, and they cooperated so that other women could have a special time with their families. How are you doing at Mass? Is it just about us? Or what are you doing for others at this moment?